Welcome to OKHR Leads. I'm Tara Crowley along with Rob Trotter. Oh, I just already screwed that up. Rob Trotter. (laughs) (laughs) We're hearing um, people's story and what makes them tick. And you know what? I'm super excited, Rob, because I had a conversation this past weekend. Um, I'm just rolling into this, but I had a conversation this past weekend with Marin Hayden. Do you remember, I think I did that one solo last summer? Mm-hmm. And it was with my son's girlfriend. She's communication. She was doing an internship. You know what she told me this weekend? What? She's getting a minor in HR. <laughs> Boom! There you go. There we go. It's How working. They tie together. The, they the tie plan, together. That's right. The plan is working. You know, we're getting out there. It's like a, it's like a virus. We're getting them all uh, you know, taken over the world with the HR. That's right. Yes. Communication ties with HR because guess yeah. what? We can do a lot of PR part too. But that's right. Boom. And and, and go right ahead and, and mispronounce my name. Most people think I go. I'm, I'm Rod Trotter anyway, <laughs> with all D's. So that's 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 all, all going good. Yeah. I've I've never. I yeah. You're not a Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I have to spell my name when I go to Chick-fil-A, Rob, R-O-B. <laughs> oh, is that the same as whenever you go to get coffee as well? They, yeah, yeah. They write your name is Steve instead? Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we've made our guests wait for a little bit, but we really are excited this time. Thank you for that. Because I know this person fairly well, fairly well. And it is Miss Marla Mann. And to tell you a little bit about her, she's an accidental HR professional. And Marla began her career as a high school teacher where she taught uh, business machines as her latest portion as being the super savvy teacher. But after retiring from teacher, uh, being a teacher, uh, she by chance landed a job in HR. And Marla is newly inducted as the president of the Sooner HR chapter in Norman. And whenever we asked her about a few fun facts prior to the podcast, Marla mentioned that she has been in an armed robbery. Hmm. She was in a drug bust or witnessed this. And she was also in the area of an escaped prisoner. So I kind of feel like this might be a little bit racy and fun. So (laughs) welcome, Miss Marla Mann. Thank you. And to that, I just got to tell Marla, just make better decisions. Yeah, really. Right? You're involved <laughs> Who in I hang bar? out yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you want to unpack that before we even get into your background? <laughs> I mean, what happened on these items? Um, drug bust. I was with my dad and I was buying tires for my car. Oh. And um, they had had it under surveillance under, you know, for like months. And they were doing drugs out of this uh, tire shop. And so all of a sudden we're, we're shopping and all of a sudden we hear bullets. This guy goes, get down. And so we both ducked down on the ground and come to find out the police had been staking that out for months. And it was over there across the street on 24th near Lindsay, across the street from what used to be Sooner Legends, Mm -hmm. there's a tire place. And that's Mm -hmm. where it was. Mm-hmm. So when it was all over with, they explained to us what happened. And they said, do you want to go see what, what it was? And we said, sure. <laughs> Walked across the road and there's this old Bonnie Carlo there, bullet holes everywhere in it. He opens up the door and he starts slashing the 
the roof of it, the lining of the roof, the, the seats in the truck shows us all this drugs that's been packed in this car. Wow. That's that was really pretty exactly. cool. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Rob, Rob, I bet, wishes he was with you so that he could have um, taken a camera and followed you along. Like it was a real deal um, movie in real life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was bizarre. It was really bizarre. <laughs> well, that's a ton of fun. <laughs> well, Marla, we got a great story so far, but we need to hear and people would like to hear about you and a little bit about your background and how you got into HR. So would you tell us your story? Sure. Um, I'm from Norman, grew up in Norman, went to graduate from Norman High and the University of Oklahoma and got a business education degree, taught high school business for 30 years and retired in 2013 and also got my master's in business education with secondary education with an emphasis in vocational education. And um, when I retired, I just wanted to get something different because I was really tired of teaching just the mm -hmm. system. And so I had just a few uh, prerequisites for what I wanted. I wanted something where I didn't have to drive very far. And I wanted something that I didn't have to take work home at night or weekends. And I wanted something to where I didn't have, what's so funny? Keep going. And I, wanted, and I wanted something that I didn't have to go to work when I was sick. Because as a teacher, I went to work so many times when I was sick because it was so hard to get a substitute. So hmm. I ended up getting a job at A&A Tank Truck with Tara. And it was a temporary job, but it's five minutes from my house. And I never have to grade papers at home or anything like that. So anyway. It worked out but well. You, but you do take some work home sometimes. I do sometimes. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's why I left. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I guess you don't have to if you don't want to, right? Right. right. There you go. Yes. So our world could stop or it could not stop with Marla doing work. But Marla is, uh, she has, I'm so excited to see her learn and grow the HR perspective and what, how it's different. What do you think that you bring from teaching as a teacher to working in HR? How are they similar and how are they different and what you've seen? Well, first thought is the difference when I started working here. I remember just, I was overwhelmed at how so different it was from teaching, being mm. in the business world. But um, there's a lot of things that are similar, I think. It's similar in dealing with the people dealing with the employees and dealing with the students and the parents. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of communication that's the same and having to understand deadlines and just things like that. And as far as what I bring to it, I think, I think the relationships are really important to me. A long time ago, um, person that was very popular, very prominent in my life told me, Marla, you're a person that needs something. You need a job that you make a difference. You're mm -hmm. not going to be happy in something that where you don't make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why I decided to go ahead and get my certification. Because when I was hired here, I was hired as an administrative assistant. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I did more and then I was an HR assistant. And it seemed like I was just doing the same thing over and I needed a more of a challenge. So I went for my certification and got that. And then, you know, things have changed throughout the time period and there's more and 
I'm really enjoying it right now. I think it's the best now out of the almost 10 years I've been here. So I want to unpack a little bit the transition and the decision that you made to leave teaching and to start this whole other career that uh, is outside of teaching and, and how you traverse that because uh, people do that. I mean, I've I've done that from yeah. part of my story. So um, what was what was that like? What you learned about yourself and um, what were some of your fears when you made that leap from being a teacher to the unknown? Yeah, that's a really good thing. A good question. Um, when I decided to, to retire, I was really retiring early. I had enough years to retire, but it wasn't the age that most people retire. But I was getting so tired of the administration and the lack of support and how much work I put in. And it, I felt like it was affecting me mentally and my health. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get out and do something different. And so I talked to my family about it. I prayed about it. And I decided I could do this as long as I could bring home at least $1,000 a month. And I didn't care what I did, really. I thought, you know, if I have to work at McDonald's, okay, I don't really care. I was just ready to get out. And so um, that then I found this temporary job here at ANA and um, enjoyed that and was amazed at the difference it made. But as far as fears, yeah, it was a big fear at first. Just getting to that decision to say, yes, I'm going to retire and do something completely different. Because after doing the same thing for 30 years, that's a big change, big change. And, you know, I just kept thinking, if I didn't have a house payment, I could do this easier. <laughs> but um, I think anyway, I also remember you making a comment of it being different, of uh, being able, because you went from a, um, a public school and right. public uh, public education system into a private business. And I what I remember um, is you making a comment of, I could go buy these pens because I wanted the pens. Yes. <laughs> it just was yeah. just different of, of something like that that I, you know, I take for granted. So well, and to go to the restroom, you don't have to go to the restroom with students. And I could oh. go to the restroom anytime I wanted. And I could be in there as long as I wanted. And, <laughs> you know, just things like that. And I remember opening up a drawer. And I think someone showed me and said, oh, there's post-it notes and stuff in there. And I opened it up and it was just all these different colors of post-it notes. And I was just amazed. And I think you asked me or somebody asked me, what's wrong? And I said, you don't understand. In public schools, you go to the cabinet, you open up the door and maybe there's five there and you grab one and you're glad you have it. Hmm. There's no choices at all. You know, hmm. so it was just, it was like luxury in that, those respects. Totally. I love that. I love that. Um, you you made comment of certificate and certification. So I just want to clarify when you were saying certification, you had studied for the for the SHRM CP, yes. correct? Yes. Um, what did you what did you take away from that learning? Um, sitting for it because you sat for a class, correct? Mm -hmm. So yes. sitting for the class and studying. How did that change your mind of what you thought HR was to what you um, are experiencing now and what you see what HR is? I took the class through Kyle um, Killingsworth. 
Mm -hmm. and took that that class and I really felt like I was out of my league because everybody else in there had a degree or a background in HR I didn't have that so I felt like I had to do a lot of it on my own to figure out what's he talking about now what's that acronym mean you know (laughs) that type of thing but um I don't know it's it, it worked out and as far as sitting for it I was so nervous and it was really, it was really, I was so glad they gave us the results instantly that because that oh, just right. relieved me so much. And I could not believe how exhausted, how drained I was after that exam. <laughs> it was really. Well, I keep thinking, were there some things um, stepping into HR from working in a, in a school and then being in HR that you, that you didn't realize or that your mind has, I mean, that you um, learned about that you didn't expect to learn about in HR that or, or that oh yes. this is what it means because I think people a lot of times think HR potentially is a transactional hey you're hiring somebody you put that information into a system yes you know really I didn't have any background with HR because in teaching I taught in small schools we didn't have an HR person mm. so I really didn't have any kind of experience related to HR I know a lot of people say that it's the no people, you know, as they always say, no, I hadn't, I hadn't experienced that. So I didn't know that. Um, But it's just been, it covers so much more than what I thought it would even beginning. And I'm really enjoying different aspects of it. And I feel very blessed to be where I am and to get to experience the things that I get to experience. Give me a, give us an example of something that you was new for you? FMLA. I knew nothing about FMLA. Nothing. Never had even heard of it before I started this job. Mm -hmm. Um, Termination. The the word termination. I thought that meant you're fired. Oh, I really did before I started working here. And I kept thinking, why do they keep saying terminate, terminate? You know, does everybody get fired around here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's, I think that's great to have that clarity and understanding that, you know, terminologies that we use. Well, it's kind of like going to a, um, and I was about to say it again, sure, go to a Society for Human Resources Management, even going to a meeting or going to anything for, uh, with SHRM, a conference. It is acronym, 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 acronym. And you, you just start going, what have I missed? What, what do I know? What, oh my goodness. And so I love that our current um, state director, she has an, an acronym list and it's been presented at some meetings of here it is, or here's what they mean. Or, you know, so I think that everybody takes for granted that there are um, things that other people don't know or that you know that, don't, you know, so I think this is a good lesson to say, stop. If somebody, if you don't understand what someone is saying, stop, ask the question. So, and Marla's always stopped me to ask a question as far as, um, wait a minute, not sure you, because ha- I, I bounce around sometimes. So Marla's good about re- reeling me in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, um, 
in your role right now um, with HR and 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 being a volunteer leader, what are you seeing right now that are issues in HR today that you feel like we should be addressing? Well, I don't know. I think the thing that's probably is most prominent to me um, is the communication mm. uh, with employees and employee relations. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's because of what I'm doing right now, you know, and I'm working in, individually with a lot of different employees and I love that, but um, I don't know that that really just stands out to me. So what have you been, so I know that uh, you have been doing some training recently so have you enjoyed that to be tying in to what you did as a teacher? Does it feel the same or does it feel different? It's good. It's really good. In a, in a lot of ways, it's better. Um, you know, because you, you have an adult learner instead or have yeah. Yes. And I taught adults quite a bit throughout my teaching career, but um, I don't know. I, I've just been very impressed with our employees because just to tell you, uh, Rob, if you don't know, um, we created, HR created this curriculum about how to be a better leader. And so all of our managers, supervisors, and people of influence in our company are going through this condensed version of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I teach them through Zoom. And it covers communication and legal things. And it covers about the foundation of leadership, about trust, and about having engaged employees. And so... I like the fact that I'm getting to meet all these people from these other brands, these other companies that I've never met before. And a lot of them are doing things that I have no idea how they do their jobs. <laughs> it's very technical. And, but it's just been really interesting to meet them. And I've been very impressed with the quality of the people and um, just the, the amount of respect that they show each other and how they learn off of each other. That's fun, you know. So So I think uh, there's many companies out there, many HR departments out there that uh, say we we need our our managers, we need our people to be better leaders, to be better communicators, and uh, they don't know where to start, where where to begin with that. It just seems like just this daunting kind of task that they probably don't feel qualified to to take on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it sounds like uh, you guys have have done that. So uh, what's what? Now just unpack that a little bit and what what's what's the program and what how'd you guys get this started and, uh, um, to, to maybe help someone in, in, in your shoes that's not sure how to get that kick started right uh tara will have to help me if i remember this correctly but in 2019 tara myself our legal counsel and also one other hr person created we talked about the topics and we started creating presentations and we figured out that, you know, they need to understand how important it is to have trust and to be trusting of a leader and how to set that as a team mentality and how important it is. And so we did these four presentations on um, employee engagement and um, the foundation of leadership and communication and legal aspects. And then we took it all to Denver, Colorado, and we gave the presentation a day and a half to all of our leaders, the all of the team leaders across the senior leaders. And they said, this is good stuff, but 
I think it's too long. We need mm -hmm. to condense it so we can have the field people really get into it. So then I took it and condensed it to about four to five hours worth of stuff. And I do it on two days, a Tuesday morning for two or two and a half hours, then a Thursday morning for two and a half hours. So, but um, did that answer your question, Rob? <laughs> I think so. I, you know, if I were uh, listening and had that kind of challenge, um, you know, maybe start small, kind of look at the problems that your company has. Yes. I would imagine you uh, researched some of some of this curriculum. You know, SHRM is a very valuable valuable tool, talk to your peers about the programs that they have done. Yes. And, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, just address a problem and start from there to grow and then incorporate your leadership, which I think is key, like you said, right. who, uh, who've come back and helped with, uh, you know, the timing of it and, and the content. So, mm -hmm. yeah. We found that we had a lot of um, people that had been moved up into a supervisory role and they really didn't have any training to be a supervisor. So that was what we were trying to help them with. And um, hopefully yeah. it is helping and hopefully there will be a second version of this. Great. So our goal is to get all of our people trained by the end of this year. And so then um, hopefully we'll do more extensive stuff next year. So what do you wanna add on to that, Marla? Uh, conflict resolution, for sure. Um, that's what I'm working on right now. And um, I'll have to go back and look at the, at the feedback surveys, but I know that we've had probably five people mention that they want to have more um, situational type stuff and how to address those problems with their teammates, with their employees. So just yeah. things like that. Yeah. So how are you... Um... So you're doing these trainings via Zoom, and I think that sounds a little bit fun, but also could be hard because you're in sitting at your desk and um, not interacting in person. I think that makes a difference being in person and on Zoom. Yes. I think this is a great opportunity since people are in different locations. Um, but learning or, or connecting with people in that manner, do you feel like... Um, I just know that you've had good response from, from persons. And I think that that's so fun that you could also turn around and get feedback to say, Hey, let's do something in addition to this. And, mm -hmm. and, and that they trusted enough, trusted you, which we talked about trust, trusted you enough to, to pass along here, here are other themes that we think would be great. Um, and it's been fun to hear your stories on the other side of it. From people who have have yeah. interacted on it so um you switched gears into into a business uh world from education but what do you think uh what skill do you think has served you best in in your role proofreading <laughs> <laughs> Um, that still comes in handy. Proofreading and then also just like the teaching skill that I love to help people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and love to find out about them and get to know them. So I think that's beneficial to me. Yeah. So I know that we've had um, um, situations as all companies do where people go through life where there's a little bit of a hard time. 
I'm here to tell you that everybody needs a Marla on their team because Marla connects, sends cards, make sure that people are cared for. And so I think anybody who's in HR, if that's not your touchy-feely part, then find find a Marla. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because I know that uh, that's a huge part of uh, connecting and engaging employees and knowing that they um, are heard or, or seen. And so uh, I think having that in your HR toolkit, boy, howdy, been so lucky. I remember the first time that um, we had an employee that um, her I don't know if it was the one with her son or her husband was dying in the hospital. And I felt so bad about it. And I wanted to go see her and be with her. And I think I came to you and asked you, and you kind of looked at me like, well, I don't know. And I said, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> and then I finally convinced you to go with me. <laughs> see, Marla's good. Marla's good. Uh you were wrangled into volunteering with Sooner HR. Uh, tell us how that has been. So first of all, I know I, that you, ha you have been involved with Sooner HR from, what was the title? Communications, I think. Yes. Was the title. Mm -hmm. And then now uh, just uh, been inducted as the president for Sooner HR. So tell about how volunteering has impacted you and then what you are also getting out of volunteering with um, with this group and, and also just volunteering, period. I've always liked to volunteer. <clears throat> um, when I was teaching, that was one of my goals was that I would, um, in all of my student organizations, we did a lot of volunteering and got a lot of exposure for students that had never done anything like that before. And they loved it. Mm -hmm. So um, I need to go back and do more of that. I think after COVID, since COVID, I've kind of got lax in that. But as far as volunteering with um, SHRS, um, yours truly, you were the one that wrangled me into it. <laughs> and so first, just by starting to going to the meetings and then, you know, there was a need and you'd say, well, you could do that, Marla. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've heard that, haven't you, Rob? Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're just seeing what everybody can do. That you know, everybody has these nuggets. And Marla can do this. Rob can do this. But it has been very good for me. It has been good to meeting more people. I've learned a lot more about the people and about the industries that they work in, and a lot more about HR. So it's been. You know, sometimes I come back and I go, okay, Tara, why did they do that? <laughs> but, but it's it's been very helpful. And as far as being in this role now as president, I'm learning a lot already, trying to get additional board members. And, you know, just so far, it's been kind of fun doing that. And so I feel like we're kind of making a new path because I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you feel like um, being involved in the volunteer organization, it has helped? I mean, I, I think you've said this, but just unpacking it a little bit helped you in your career and, and also learning new things? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than going to a state conference and not knowing anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, 
But if you know people, it makes it so much more worthwhile and you can you can just relate to different people and it's a better experience. But I think you also learn a lot more about your profession too, by knowing different people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I've learned a lot. And I know that there's a whole lot more for me to learn because I still don't feel like I'm up to par on all of the acronyms and all of <laughs> the things that I, you know, that supposedly I'm supposed to know, but yet I've never done an HR. So that I makes think sense. That's anybody in anything. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. it's good to be general and know some things, but also, hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? Because we don't know them. What happened when you went to your conference? You knew somebody who did. Yeah, true. Yes. So I, I love. Great networking. And I, I don't think I realized how important that was until I started going to those meetings. Mm. And you just mentioned our state conference is coming up in April in Oklahoma City. So those who have not registered, it is time to do so. So yeah. get on the stick. It's going to be fun because the. The theme of it is funner, fun HR or funner. I don't care which way you pronounce it, but I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> and it's in Oklahoma City at the new uh, uh, conference center, convention center, which is gorgeous. It is beautiful. So really excited about that. Um, do you, how do you see volunteering impacting um individual and your community where you are. I know that you talked about a little bit of how you have um, seen benefits of it, but also you mentioned about um, just volunteering with whenever you were a teacher and your students and, and how that impacted them. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, well, can you ask that question again? <laughs> Well, you talked about um, volunteering impacting um, your students uh, and how it impacts your community. And so how to, I, I just say the drive and the give back of that, like how you saw that with your students learning something different, or you said they, they loved it. So what did they love? What did they get out of it? Um, it brought relationships together with our students for special students with not, you know, the, our, our regular students, um, they really didn't have that much of a relationship with the special ed students. Mm. And when we started doing the special Olympics, mm -hmm. they loved it because the kids got so excited mm -hmm. and we went with them and we played bocce ball with them. Mm -hmm. And after the first season, they loved it so much that our organization bought two sets of bocce balls. And we taught them how to do it during lunchtime. So then they could compete and they loved it. And I had students that were not even in my organization come up to me every year and say, can I please volunteer to go to the Special Olympics? I want to go. That's so much fun. And it was just, it, I felt like it really developed a better relationship. They, they didn't know how to talk to them before. Mm -hmm. And now they felt comfortable with them. Mm -hmm. And they really looked forward to that. So it was, it was very good. Priceless. Yeah. So making people step out of their comfort zone. Yes. But also to learn to value other people that are different. Mm -hmm. Yes, very much so. 
Mm -hmm. Very much so. So I wonder in your experience, what would what do you say that makes somebody smart? If they're open-minded, <clears throat> not closed-minded, and if they consider all the factors, I think wisdom mm -hmm. says a lot for it. Yeah. How do you think you've changed um, since you've been in an HR role? I think, I think I'm not as overwhelmed as I was at first in the role. Um, I think I feel more comfortable as far as communicating with others, whether it be employees or with other HR people. Mm -hmm. um, I feel more confident as far as what I should and shouldn't say. Oh, you're right. Um, I feel like that I'm better at listening, really listening, not just hearing. Mm. So that's interesting. So, um, so yes, so I can understand that part of being in a business world and, um, somebody calls or, or a manager calls and asks for specific information. So it, that is a training ground, especially, um, if you're a new to a company or be new to um, whatever your role is. And so that's interesting that that was the comment you stated. And I appreciate it very much because mm -hmm. that is that is true. Kind of get your ground. Mm -hmm. Do you think you ever stepped in it? Do I think I ever stepped in it? Yeah, put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Because we're all perfect, Marla. <laughs> So, um, Rob, we went, Marla answered pretty quickly. Do you have other questions for her? Because I know that we have in questions, but I feel like we've, we've motored through these fast. You know, I saw Marla do something that I never thought she would do, and that was present at the Sooner HR Society, you know, with the, uh, the I-9 presentation, which yeah. uh, I thought was uh, very, uh, very good and timely and uh, I, I was, it was one of our better presentations. And this was somebody who was had a teacher background, but just didn't want to get up there and, and do that. But right. you, you, you did it out of just dire need, which I was impressed with. And loved. But how <laughs> Thank did, you. <laughs> um, so I, I just put it out there. So now everybody knows that Marley does presentations, by the way. So she does. Go all over the city and, and do this, go, go to the conference. But uh, how did you feel about that? Like, uh, you, were, you were done. Um. I felt like it went okay. I felt like there were some people there that were really into some of the logistics of it more so than I had been or had to be. And that's great. But, you know, hopefully we all learn from each other. Um, I enjoy doing those. You know, it's, I don't know that I always do the best job, but I was amazed at the time whenever I realized that Tara was over there going, time, time. <laughs> And I just didn't realize that it had gone by that much. So it made me real think, okay, maybe I talk way too much during presentations and I don't realize it. <laughs> so it's been a while since I've done them. I used to do them when I was teaching high school yeah, yeah. At, across the state. I would go and teach other teachers. So 
Well, you did a great job. You looked very comfortable. So all the all the items that you're talking about did not show. Oh, well, good. Nice Thank done. you. <laughs> yep. Yep. True. Well, um, wrapping up, we always ask our end questions. And since Marla has said she has listened to every single one of our <laughs> podcasts. And you know what? You know what? I think. 73 marla will be number 73 wow 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 uh number 73 if you listen to any of them then these questions you are familiar with so we will we will start off so in the past year what has been a revelation to you about yourself hmm Pause for effect. <laughs> Sometimes it's, I realize that if someone else was to do something, I could give them, I could give them a suggestion or advice. But sometimes I'll catch myself and say, Marla, are you doing that yourself? Are you taking mm -hmm. that advice yourself? Um, mm -hmm. So I've caught myself sometimes about that. And I need to work on that. Okay, I kind of want to uh, unpack that to understand more. Well, if I think that someone is um, reacting to a situation and they're overreacting, mm. and I might be thinking, come on, it's not that difficult, you know, mm. you do this or whatever. And right. then I need to put myself into their their place, I guess, more often and really think about it. But, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. I think it's pretty, yeah. And we also don't know what's happening. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. What mantra do you use for yourself and you like to share with others? I don't know. The only thing that comes to mind, this is really not my mantra, it just comes to my mind right now, is Brene Brown thinking, saying that clear is kind and unclear is unkind. <laughs> but that is because that's in the part of the leadership <laughs> training that I'm doing right now but um so and th and that's not a bad mantra but it's just I I hadn't really thought about that question until just now and that's the first thing that came to mind so I wouldn't well I like your answer yeah okay yeah. good <laughs> right. okay well speaking of Brene Brown we're in a copy from her podcast where she asks, so we are asking you, what do most people get wrong about you? I think they, they think I'm organized and I'm not. Oh. Right, you're not organized? Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, if you could see my face, <laughs> like do what? Okay, huh. I don't think I'm organized. And the other thing too, is that I feel like that a lot of times my face doesn't, ex my face doesn't express what I'm really thinking. It may be like, if I'm thinking about it, I may look like I'm not interested, but I'm just kind of digesting it. That's yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Soaking it in. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. All right. What recent TV show have you been obsessed with? My, not so much TV show, but um, I guess a channel. 
I do BritBox and I do Acorn. And I love those. I love the mysteries and the different things and some of the PBS stuff. It's just really interesting. So unpack that, Rob, because I know that your head shook. You knew what she was talking well, about. I've heard of them. I haven't uh, I had the opportunity to consume them. My brother uh, loves Redbox. He talks about that a lot. So it's uh, on the list of things to, to look at. But it's that right. is unlike any answer we've gotten to date, Marla. So uh, you continue <laughs> well, to, to show your, your To give you one to start off with, start off okay. with Astrid, A-S-T-R-I-D. Okay. Astrid is a girl that uh, a young woman and she works in the police archives of all of the um all of the evidence and stuff and she has Asperger's so she has to have everything exactly right and she ends up working with the police there in England and going and helping them with the crimes and stuff because she's so intelligent hmm. so detailed Sounds but, like yes, except I get so cracked up at, at her. I mean, kind of like Monk, but she didn't have that personality. Yeah. Or I, I was thinking uh, New Amsterdam. Um, but the, not, is it New Amsterdam or the, the, the good the, doctor? The, the good doctor, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, That's now we have a new show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A yeah. new opportunity. All right, and what book or podcast do you like to recommend to others? Uh, my church has a podcast. Um, I listen to that one. I listen to OKHR Leads, but not I'm not every single time I've missed them. Um, What's your church's podcast called? Emmaus. Okay. And All right. Basically, they're just, you know, talking about what's going on in the church and explaining some different things. But I've really enjoyed it because it helps me to get to know more of the people even. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, on staff and stuff. So um, I guess that's about it. I don't know. I found a leadership one the other day, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Okay. Uh, well, Marla, this has been fun having this conversation even though i get to talk to you most days anyway so this was fun yeah. kind of peeling back some layers so let how... me ask you guys some questions oh gosh oh turning the tables yeah rob what are some of your favorite podcasts all right um i've got uh you got to put them in categories here i like uh like football ou unofficial 40 i'll listen to that uh news i'll listen to npr or pivot or on with Kara Swisher, Those, and some of these were suggested to us on this very on this very podcast. Oh wow! Uh, uh, leadership. Uh, Craig Rochelle's got a great one from uh -huh. um, Life Church. I think is a fantastic one that I, I listen to all the time. Uh, so those are just a uh, few of uh, what's one that oh Smartless, which because uh, you know I, I try to be like those guys on this on fail every week, but uh, mm. Smartless is fantastic. Love that. Mm -hmm. yeah and what was the name of that one smartless smartless okay, okay. smartless okay. Smart okay. good and yeah. what about you tara smartless uh armchair expert mm -hmm. i listen to um i listen to sometimes the rich roll podcast so uh mm -hmm. yeah i have others on there 
Renee Brown, she's kind of decided to turn the flame down. So I, I don't think there have been very many new ones from her in a while. Oh, so, uh -huh. so, but those others are are frequent and thought provoking sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes, and sometimes just silly crack up. So, and I enjoy mm -hmm. that part. So. I still haven't watched the TV show. Um, what's the one that you guys, the Ted Lasso? I still oh. have not watched that. And I've heard you guys talk about it so much. <laughs> third and season coming out. Actually, this week. The week that we're posting this podcast. Wow. So excited. We're going to be up too late to Why? watch it. Why have you not started watching that after hearing such wonderful things about it? Um, I think because I don't have Apple, Apple TV or no. so I kind of just kind of put it up on the side, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Need to figure that one out. Yep. Because it's worth the watch. Worth it. <laughs> All right. Marla, how can people connect with you? Um, through Marla.man at OESINC.com. Or if they go to the OKHR.org website, eventually, if it isn't already, they will click to you and it'll go to you. So, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, this was fun. Rob, you want to close us out? Thank you very much for joining us, Marla. This has been a great. Um, love, love hearing your story. Thank you, everyone, for listening to OKHR OK Leads. We will be back next week with another great guest. And if you are interested in doing this, reach out and let us know as uh, we are always on the hunt for great, great guests as we are uh, you know, reaching our 75th uh, podcast. Yep, Thank go to OKHR.org and complete, scroll down to the bottom half of that first screen, and there is a podcast. Uh, intake form so fill it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> fill it out. thank you for having me marla this was spectacular it was so a fun. nice surprise <laughs> we get to re-interview you yeah yeah and, okay and thank you both for holding up for 30 minutes so i can sure yeah. all right until all next right. time until next time <laughs> okay bye